Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of Riding, Riding the, the Storm, Storm Out. Out. Pastor Paul Blair and Pastor Dan Fisher, and we are trying to provide a biblical perspective of current cultural issues so that we as believers would be sons of Issachar in our generation, having proper understanding of the times. Dan, I want to start this week's broadcast. I'm going to read something to you. you okay. Know, back, we, we hear all this word about McCarthyism and McCarthy this and McCarthy that. What nobody recognizes, Senator McCarthy. What's that? Yeah, oh, those were dark oh, days. We, we failed to recognize we run a witch that hunt. now we have discovered that McCarthy was right. He was right. We had communists infiltrating yeah. all all yes. over our federal government. Yeah, and now I would we say elect them to the president. We still do. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. But in 1963, in January of 1963, it was actually read into the congressional record, the 45 point plan. These were goals for the communist takeover of America without firing a shot. Let me just let me just read a couple of them to you. Capture one or both political parties in the United States. Uh, get control of schools. Use them as transmission belts for socialism and current communist propaganda. Propaganda. Wow. Soften the curriculum. Get control of teachers' associations. Put the party line in textbooks. Here's another one. Use student riots to foment public protests mm. against the programs or organizations which are under the communist Would those be attack. mainly peaceful riots? Most peaceful yeah. Most, protests. Mostly exactly peaceful. right. Gain yeah. control of key positions in radio, TV, and motion pictures. Oh, well, they failed at that. Uh, folks, if you were to read this 45-point plan, you'd say, check, check. Oh, here's one. Break down cultural standards of morality by promoting pornography and obscenity in books, magazines, motion pictures, radio, and television. Well, yeah, we're there. Yeah. But yeah. I want to I I ask you a question based upon number 27. Number okay. 27 says, infiltrate the churches. And by the way, this is so perfect for you because you have written a book on the Black Robe Regiment. You yeah. understand the role that pastors played sure. in the founding and framing of our country, why yeah. we have been exceptional. But this says, infiltrate the churches and replace revealed religion with social religion, discredit the Bible, and mm -hmm. emphasize the need for intellectual maturity, which does not need a religious crutch. <laughs> now, with that stated goal, they want to yeah. infiltrate our seminaries, train our preachers to be Marxists. Yeah. Tell us about what we've heard this week at Mid-America. Okay, well, yeah, the, the, one of the latest stories in the news mm -hmm. is about what happened at Mid-America Seminary, which is really in Memphis. It's on the uh, eastern side of Memphis. In fact, it's right across the highway from Bellevue Baptist Church where Adrian Rogers, Adrian Rogers was the yeah. pastor for years and R.G. Lee before him. Um, I think uh, Bellevue actually donated 10 of the some 25 acres that the college sits on. Wow. So Bellevue was a part of Mid-America. Now, I'm sure back in those days, Mid-America was, you know, straight as an arrow mm -hmm. uh, doctrinally. And I would assume that they still are. I doubt that they have changed any of their doctrinal positions. But what has happened is it was this week, I believe mm -hmm. it happened. Trevor Loudon, who's a friend of ours. Mm -hmm. Uh, Trevor goes around the country. In fact, he's been here at uh, Fairview numerous times. He has actually spoken at some of our pastors' yes. uh, training yep. camps. Trevor is trying to warn America about the infiltration of communism via socialism, mm -hmm. fascism, whatever form it takes. And so he has made this documentary entitled Enemies Within the Church, mm -hmm. correct? That's right. Mm -hmm. And what he's doing is he's bringing to light this number 27 mm -hmm 
in the communist goal because he's talking about how these enemies have infiltrated the church and the church therefore has become decadent yep. and apathetic and we won't speak on these issues so you take for instance i do this black robe presentation some of our listeners will have, have seen the presentation of course you and i speak mm-hmm. together and, and you're time. as much a part yeah. of the black robe thing as i am Absolutely. i just happen to be the guy that puts on the clown suit and does the deal <laughs> but um but, you know, a lot of people will say, well, Dan, you know, I would think that you're probably in Christian schools all over the place and probably in Christian colleges and universities. Actually, I could count on one hand the mm-hmm. number of Bible colleges and Bible seminaries. That's zero for seminaries. I've been <laughs> in one Bible college and even Christian schools. I think I've been in two or three Christian schools. Now, I've been doing that presentation for well over 15 years, mm-hmm. and I've been in less than five. And so what what happened with Trevor is... Previously, well, before, before we, okay, go, go ahead. Just, think, just, just note how influential Christianity was in the birth of our country. Oh my gosh, I mean, that's why we were birthed. Pilgrims were basically a church relocation project. Yeah, they said it in their Massachusetts, contacts. founded by Puritans. Yeah, you had yeah. Rhode Island started by the Baptist. Baptist preacher Roger Williams. Yeah, Connecticut founded by a preacher Thomas Hooker. Yep. Pennsylvania that's right. by preacher William Penn. Did Christianity play a role in why America has been different? Yes. Well, Bill Federer, our friend, says that all 13 original colonies were founded by Christian denominations. Now, they might be denominations that we wouldn't agree with completely, like Quakers in Pennsylvania. Their understanding of established church was a little different in their day. That's exactly right. Mm -hmm. But all 13 are directly tied to some Christian denomination. And in 1776, when we declared independence, Uh you couldn't serve in any area of government unless you were a professing Christian. Fact, yeah. What was it? Uh, um, uh, Alice Baldwin, I believe, said that 98 percent of the Protest of the of the colonists in 1776 were Protestant. Yeah. So 98 yeah. percent of the three million yeah. were Protestant, not yeah. just Christian, but, but Protestant. Some of Christian. them may not have been born again. We yeah. don't know. But they were but Protestant. They, yeah. But in their beliefs, in so, fact, you use it in their pre- your presentations, and so do I. You can look at some of these early state constitutions. They were still colonies, but they saw themselves already as independent. Uh, where yeah. you had to swear yeah. that Jesus was your Lord and Savior before, before you, you could take serve. office. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's easier to join a Baptist church today. So over time, we have taught pastors to stay out oh, of politics. Oh, yeah, myth, myth of separation of church neutral. and state. Yeah. And now we've gone into reverse. Makes sense. Now we've gone to reverse. We yeah. went from drive. We're proactive in biblical principles of government. Then we went to neutral. Oh, we can't be involved in government. Now we're in reverse. And telling you can't say anything. The woke church. No, it's exactly right. So, so here's the deal with Trevor. He's made this yep. video about enemies within the church talking about the infiltration of the left into the evangelical church. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. And so he makes this video. It's a full-blown documentary, very well done. And sometime in the past, and I don't know when it was, that video was shown at Mid-America Seminary. Okay? Separate event. Great. Mm -hmm. All right. So a group somehow gets uh, permission to use one of the auditoriums at Mid-America. I don't know whether they rented it Mm -hmm. or it was uh, they, they were just allowed to use it. But a separate group had Trevor to come back, mm-hmm. and this group was going to watch an mm-hmm. airing of this video. And the brought pr- Trevor Loudon up from Florida. Brought him he's up to speak about yeah, it, yeah, because he produced the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, the president of the seminary decided that he could not do it, and so they went in and let the event take place. Now get this, here's Trevor up on stage, and they actually, the, the, the folks can Google it, and you can see yeah. the footage. Mm-hmm. Here he is up there raving about why they're not going to be allowed to show the video which is the primary reason they're all gathered there to Mm -hmm. begin with 
and one of the officials from the school i don't recognize the gentleman tries he tries to be nice about mm -hmm. it but he literally shuts trevor down right in mid presentation Stops before him, they could ever even show it kind of kind of like at university of central <coughs> oklahoma when we had ken ham coming here a few years ago exactly and remember oh they didn't want this guy because he was a pro-traditional or biblical marriage we can't have him on our campus oh right and they of course he's going to talk about down. creation and they, we're used to seeing that from secular but that's a secular school now we're seeing it even in our seminary so yeah it appears that trevor's uh claim is accurate yeah and here's the thing about mid-america you understand they are yeah. in the buckle of the bible belt and i think probably the school is still pretty pretty solid rg lee and adrian rogers are legends in yeah. in christianity so, so in what that tells you paul is that there's something behind the scenes yeah. and i don't know exactly what it is but i know what's been happening in the southern baptist convention for the last mm -hmm. 15 or 20 years now our church is kind of a, 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 an independent church mm -hmm. in that we're not a part of any denomination right. other than we're Baptists, right? But for most of my ministry years, I was officially a Southern Baptist and pastoring a Southern Baptist church, and I watched the 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 leftward drift of the of mm -hmm. the convention. Now I was pretty young in those days, but in the mid '80s, Adrian Rogers, Charles Stanley, mm -hmm. uh, W. A. Criswell, and those guys kind of took over the convention again, and thought that they had made a big course correction and put it on the right path mm -hmm. again. Mm -hmm. But now you have guys like yep. J.D. Greer, who just served yep. two terms as the president of the Southern Baptist Convention, who probably is a good guy. I doubt that he's an evil, kind of wicked individual, but he takes a very soft stand on uh, homosexuality. Mm -hmm. And in fact, I've played excerpts from one of his sermons here at Fairview in a sermon that I was preaching to illustrate what's happening mm -hmm in baptist churches so this thing with trevor yeah. the reason i think it's important is because it is a little uh symbol of a much deeper problem within the church and why you and i think that this podcast and doing these training camps and me traveling around doing black robe and you travel around speaking is so important and why pastors if they don't engage and they think that their denomination is solid they need to think again because they're just not and, and it happens little by little daniel every yeah. year uh, and adrian rogers retires or, yeah, goes or dies and he's replaced by some new young seminary grad mm -hmm. that's trained in this woke garbage yep. Yep. and the church has been drifting left quite yep. frankly more and more rapidly you know as you were talking i couldn't help but think you know one of the things that got us started you remember back in about uh, 2008 i think it was just after we had done that first pulpit initiative with adf that uh, one of our state senators our state representatives state here, rep. actually she was the wife of a local baptist preacher who was a good sure. friend of ours steve kern yeah. uh, sally had gone to a david barton legislative update and david had mentioned something about how uh, that that, uh, the homosexual agenda was a greater threat to America than Islam. Yeah. Well, Sally, you know, David's a respected guy. We're good friends sure. with David. Sure. Sally came back and repeated that to some of her constituents at a small gathering. She's got a and gathering. she was sabotaged because somebody there recorded, recorded it, it. And they played it and they made her out to try to look like the bad guy. They did everything well, they could Well, she hated homosexuals. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just so all of a sudden, did. because you disagree with them, you hate them. Well, she just wants to see them get saved. She wants to get them of out of this life. Of course she does. Sure. Of so course it's all, she does. But, but you remember, we, we rallied for Sally because they were calling for her there was a small group of homosexuals that had a gathering of about three people down at the Capitol and they were calling for for Sally to be fired or resign so we had a rally for Sally 
And we had over 100 pastors from the state of Oklahoma gathered down there in very short notice. Yeah. We had a huge rally. Actually, we were at capacity inside the Capitol. Well, there they was more than 2,000 They there. wouldn't let us bring any more in. I remember no, security said. No, we filled said, up that bottom we, floor. Hit, I remember. I know that building well. Served there. What do you think? Now, this is now we're, what, 14 years later. That yeah. was 2008. Now here we are in 2022. Considering all these great warriors that that were offended by this attack on Sally yeah. and this attack on biblical truth, yeah, look at us. Now. They're now retired and replaced by who knows who. Yeah, what kind of a turnout do you think we'd have now? Oh, I, I don't think we'd have hardly anything. Well, let me take us a step further. Yeah. We have the right to marriage and right to life, and mm -hmm. I think it may have been right to life, right mm -hmm. to marriage bill yep. that we were yep. working yep. through, protect life, protect yep. marriage, working through the legislature. We got it through. Governor promised she'd sign it. She yep. vetoes it. Yep. Now, we had about 1,100 pastors that had signed on to it saying that they were all yep. in yep. or completely supportive. Yep. Well, then the governor vetoes it, so we're going to try to do a veto yep. override. I'm yep. going to lead it in the yep. House. Yep. Dom, Senator Nathan yep. Dom, is going to lead it in the yep. Senate because he's the Senate author. Right. You know what happens? We have a rally. Yep. Now tell them what happened at the rally. Well, we had a, a rally down at the Capitol with about 24 hours notice. And we yeah, had a good impromptu, response. Good, we had a good response. We had about seven or 800 people there. Yeah, very we had short a good notice. Crowd. But it dawned on me after that. By the way, our governor, we had pictures of our governor sneaking yeah. out the back, our yeah. Baptist or our Christian pro-life governor, oh, yeah. Mary Fallon, sneaking out the back door of the Capitol after she betrayed us and vetoed a bill she'd promised to sign. But afterwards, I, I stopped and, and did a little inventory. I thought, you know what? He had 750 people here on 24 hours notice. It wasn't that. And I thought, wait Maybe 20 or 25 yeah. pastors or 30, yeah. you hope? Yeah, but we, we had 1,127 pastors that had signed on in support of this. Yeah. We should have had at least 1,100 there. And then yeah. if they had brought their wives, we should have had at least 2,200 there. And if those pastors had brought their chairman of the board of deacons and his wife, we should have easily had 5,000 there. Yeah. And then we did a little investigating. We found out that most of these pastors didn't even mention this effort to their churches. Yeah, and they sure didn't show up at that They rally. sure didn't show up. What did we have? Six or seven pastors yep. there, maybe eight? We had six or seven. We had, a few, we had six or seven that spoke. We probably had maybe 10, 12 altogether. But okay. out of 1,127, yeah. you've got to be that's kidding That's an me. F minus in yeah. grade. That's, Th that's that a is, terrible That is a salt that's staying inside the shaker. No, that's exactly right. And so this whole thing with Trevor Loudon, Paul, mm -hmm. is just another one yep. of these reminders. And sadly, a confirmation. Yeah. That the church, the established church as yep. we know it, and these denominations that have stood tough have now been so infiltrated. And oddly enough, this event actually is evidence that Trevor's video yep. is correct. Yep. It yep. actually ends up corroborating yep. what he's saying in the video. Yep. And you know what's funny is, as so many of these pastors, as you know, why when when an, and a study was done by Barna on why pastors yeah. wouldn't get involved. Tell us the stats. Yeah, well, he asked the pastors, does the Bible teach on all these controversial subjects? And they all say yes. This is George Barna, by the yeah, way. Yeah, George Barna. And, and then he says, okay, are you going to preach on them? And they mostly all said no. And then he asked these preachers, why not? Why aren't you going to talk about these things? And the top two reasons that the pastors gave is it'll hurt the attendance in our churches and it'll hurt the size of the offerings. Mm -hmm. You know what's nuts is the churches that we've seen come through our Liberty Pastors training camp, yeah, they're all out. growing yeah. because they are engaging. There's the people pastor, are hungry. There's one pastor I'm thinking of. His church went from 100 to 700. 700. Yeah, at South Texas. My yeah. gosh. Mm -hmm. 100 to 700 after taking yeah. this information and engaging. You know what? 
We are in a cultural war. Yeah. We, we are in a battle. In fact, the Bible tells us to put on the armor of God daily. Yeah. These pastors. This war's real. If your pastor, if you don't know where your pastor stands on critical race theory, uh, if you, you don't know where your do pastor you stands on, yeah, if he hasn't said anything <laughs> about it, then you know. If you, you haven't heard your pastor talk about Black Lives Matter, the organization, if you haven't heard your pastor talk about the LGBTQ agenda or abortion or transgenderism, or transgenderism he hasn't preached stuff, on what's those? going on in education. Or what yeah. about ESG? Yeah. What is that? If you don't know what that is, you need to find another church. That's exactly right. Because you're not, you're just part of a, you might as well join Ambux or yeah. Rotary because that's all yeah. you're getting and, accomplished. And let me say something too, Paul. I think part of the problem is Christians were expecting a heretic mm. to get into their pulpit and start blasting mm. out things that, that are, are just horrible and so unbiblical. What actually happens is these pastors just go silent. Mm -hmm. And so you take a generation or two of, of pastors not saying anything about yeah. something, people then begin to assume, well, there must not be anything to that or the Bible doesn't deal with it because my preacher never talks about mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. And see, what happens then is it doesn't take but another generation or so, and they're completely accepting of this and they embrace it. And all yeah. of a sudden you've accomplished the goal without ever having to be heretical in the yep. pulpit. Yep. These guys are silent. But see, the Bible talks not only about sins of commission, but sins of omission. omission. Mm -hmm. And these guys are failing to yep. preach the whole counsel of God. And I believe they're going to give an account to God for that just as much as a guy who preaches false things in the pulpit. I really do. Think about it. We are supposed to be, we're called under shepherds. We're shepherds yeah. of God, the flock that God has entrusted to us. What's a shepherd do? Shepherd's supposed to lead and feed oh, and protect oh, his flock. Oh, I thought he's supposed to kill and eat the sheep. Yeah, apparently that's what most <laughs> of them are doing. That's what they're doing. Now, so Ezekiel says, you're yep. a watchman on the yep. wall. So yep. you use the shepherd. Yep. I'll use the watchman on the wall. Now, notice there's no neutral position here. Mm -hmm. when, when, when God told Ezekiel about the watchman on the wall, he said he's got two options. Yep. He can either sound the alarm and I'll hold him guiltless or he can be quiet and i'll blame him for the whole deal yep and so the the pastor really today only has yep. two options if he's silent he actually said something yep. what he said is it's not important enough for me to deal with and i'm too cowardly to do it and we have found by our own what we've seen in our own church oh yeah. people coming to our church they have been hungry for leadership and guidance during this these vaccine mandates and oh, all this this sake. covid nonsense and yeah. and the all the riots in the streets they they are hungry the, the mostly, body of christ is hungry to find peaceful. out what's going on yeah <laughs> from a biblical perspective <laughs> so pastors we encourage you to oh, stand yes. up and be watchmen on the wall be men of courage stand up like a david and protect your flock and if your pastor at the church you attend does not engage if he re, if he just insists on playing it safe then well you need to find another church yeah uh, go to our go to our website go to libertypastors.com that's exactly right we've got about a thousand pastors that yeah. have gone through our training camp and on that website on the front page they're very easy to find we've got a map of some of these uh pastors and where their churches are black located robe preachers and modern. yeah modern day black, black yeah. robe regiment preachers and we've got three more camps upcoming we got we one do. coming up in saint yeah in st louis and july we've got one coming up in quarter idaho in october and then probably possibly it looks like we're gonna have one in tulsa oklahoma in uh, september but that one's not yeah. uh, finalized yet but uh, check our website follow us and make sure and and give your pastor a gift we we yeah, we have some christian right. businessmen yeah send them to that, these. that subsidize these because they have such a passion 
for pastors to awaken and for Christianity in America to be effective once again. So heavily subsidized. It's about a $1,400 three-day trip, but it only costs the pastor 99 bucks. So <laughs> you can $9. send your pastor as a gift for his good yeah, service. And let me say too, Paul, that when they're at this, this is not just yeah. a regular conference. Yeah. This is not a yeah. pep rally. This is nuts yep. and bolts yep. classroom training on number one, what does it mean to be a modern day black, black robe preacher? Bridger, and then number right. two, how do you do it? Yep. So we not only show them what it is, we tell them how to do it. And if I could put in a shameless plug, yep. if they want to find out more about what a black robe preacher go is, get your book. they could go to my yep. website yep. at danfisherbrr.com yep. and you can get a copy of the book or the video. Yep. We did a documentary yep. where they can kind of look at a 30,000 foot view, but people need to know. Most Absolutely. people don't even know who the black robe Absolutely. preacher was. It's a great history that's been ignored yeah. on purpose. Quite frankly, yeah. it's part of the plan. Ignore it. No, exactly right. But go to our website, follow the, check this stuff out. In fact, the Liberty Pastors website, we've got links to our church. We've got links Mind to Black Pearl. We've got links to yeah. all this stuff. But go, and all these resources are available there on the website. And then Dan's great book and DVD, highly recommend. But anyway, find out where your, pa if your pastor's not leading, then recognize He's not leading. No, that's right. And if you're not being fed, then recognize you're starving to death there. spiritually. And quite frankly, we're living in a day and age where we're going to see that threat very practically on yeah, our that's right. persons that's and exactly on our families. Right. So uh, it's important that we address this woke nonsense as Trevor is our good friend. And as we are seeing permeate the modern seminaries and churches, this woke indoctrination yeah. of our young people and our and the believers in, well, in America. You so, know, Paul, what I like to tell people is that dark moments call for drastic measures. Yeah. yeah. And it's time for people to quit saying, well, I'll kind of go visit my pastor and see. He hasn't said anything about all this. Yeah. We'll see if we can slowly change. We don't have time for mm -hmm. that. Yeah. It's really a dark moment calls for drastic measures. Now, don't attack your pastor. We're not suggesting that. But Probably if he hasn't spoken out by now, he's not going to. Yeah. So just kind of quietly leave yeah. and, and go somewhere where they can hear. Jesus the is not just the Lord of Sunday mornings. No, We're supposed Lord to be everything. followers of Christ in every area of our life. That's 24 hours a day, seven days a week. If your pastor doesn't make a 24-7 disciple, then he's failing his job to no, make right. disciples. So, exactly right. Well, I think we probably irritated and we annoyed and have. offended as many pastors yeah, as we can we in one 20-minute broadcast. But maybe we challenged a few. I hope so. You bet. So. If we made a difference in even, even one or two, it'll it's be worth it. it. It's worth it. Thank you for joining us for this week's edition of Riding the Storm Out, and we look forward to seeing you next week. Until then. God bless you.